This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind with myself, on Martin Quilty. I was nearly going to call myself Onya Farrell. Wouldn't that be so strange? Onya Farrell, how are you this evening? I'm great, thanks, Martin. How are you? Oh, I don't know. Is it the thunder? Is it the lightning? Something has me gone warped. Maybe it's just me gone warped anyway at this stage. Jeez, but um, now weather. you behave yourself over there in the corner now, Mrs. I'm telling you. Uh, right, so it was a quite enough weekend yeah. um, for most people. Uh, it wasn't for other people because we are going to start off first of all in Leinster because the under 14 Leinster development blitz was taking place last Saturday in Port Leash in Rat League and it is home of Port Leash GAA an undertaking of mammoth proportions uh, and I am delighted to be joined on the telephone line by the chairperson of Leinster Camogie, Linda Kenny, to discuss that blitz and to tell us all about it. Linda, how are you this evening? I'm good, Martin, thanks. Good, because I can't be better now at all at all, thank you. Um, I know you're a busy lady, you're just coming out of a meeting, um, so we, we, we'll keep it brief and short, but we do want to get straight into it because, as I said earlier, a mammoth proportion of uh, a logistical nightmare in certain ways, 28 teams, 7 pitches, 670 plus players the threat of torrential water coming early on in the morning but it cleared up the sun came out and what an unbelievable day was held in Rat League above in Port Leash on Saturday tell us all about the Blitz Linda yeah uh, certainly Martin yes certainly um, look from from middle of April um, we could see from the entries there was a huge level of interest in the under 14 development blitz for this year and I suppose from then the preparation started and I think to run a blitz of the size that we ran uh, the preparation was key to that and to getting the support and the buy-in of units uh, in the counties and the development officers who I must 100% commend for their work in the preparation of the day, in the preparation of their squads and in the administration side of the preparation. As you said, Martin, we had 28 squads, 56 games, in excess of 670 girls. We had the weather probably of four seasons in one day. Uh, The only thing we probably didn't get was snow. And um, we had 13 referees from across the province, uh, 20 volunteers, including the, which includes the executive, yourself included, Martin, and Sheila there from Kilkenny, a man in the six pitches. And I would say there was in excess of 100 mentors, coaches involved on the day as well. Well, I know I certainly put on the, the water, the, the foam when I got home anyway, and 20 kilometres I was after doing 20-something thousand steps was on it, and I couldn't believe it, but you really are going the whole time. Like, Ratley GA, for anyone who's not there, it is absolutely enormous. And I suppose, Linda, without the help of Port Leash GA, you wouldn't be able to run a blitz of that kind of a size. Because if I'm not right in saying, apart from, we'll say, the All-Ireland weekend that's going to take place around the 6th of April when the teams come to Dublin, August. It's or sorry, August. It's the um, it's the biggest provincial blitz, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, within the country. 
yeah, no, the Leinster Blitz was the biggest, the biggest um, blitz that's run in the province this weekend. Probably the biggest blitz that was run in the country over the last number of years. I've been involved, I suppose, since. I suppose the mid mid of the last decade and I certainly haven't seen a bigger one. I think the maximum we had was 21 squads. So um, to see the level of a participation of development squad increase in the province, it's it's truly wonderful to see. And I suppose it gives us a lot of heart for the future for our games, for the game in, in the province and the work that's going on in counties. And I suppose to see so many players Participating in the Blitz was just fantastic. And, you know, our players are our greatest assets. And without these players, we, we we are going nowhere. So we are very heartened, I think, to have to say, from anyone that was there to see the level of participation from all counties. And it certainly was great to be able to see it and the skill level from all of the teams involved as well. Some teams, uh, some counties travelled with three teams. So it just goes to show the numbers that was there. But for the likes of the teams that may have only had one team or even two teams that was there I'm looking at I think if I'm not mistaken or Louth only had the one team um, and they actually copped the, the worst bad bit of the weather at the end of it they were out playing in yeah. their, their final but actually to see them come in and win and knowing that the work has been done above and Louth as well and to see those girls actually bring home a bit of a silverware with them was a joy to see because they really did enjoy that day by the looks of it yeah, no. Actually, that was one of the highlights for me. Martin was 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 the was the cheeriness, the excitement. Uh, they were grounded rats was the best way to describe them, but they were just so so ecstatic in winning. They have came a long number of years now to that blitz in Portlaoise or wherever the blitzes have been held, and they've never won anything. And while this is development, it's not what winning. To see what it meant to them and to the Marta and Una and Shane that's working so hard up in Loud, it was just tremendous. Uh, to see that and look the same uh, Kilkenny were very 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 competitive on the day and I think brought home two cups and one shield Carlo were competitive also on the day brought home a cup uh, a shield for Carlo and got to the final in the division four so you know we have to have our development squad strong to have a future for our inter-county adult players down the road so uh, I think we have to be heartened by the skill level Martin uh, as you know I didn't get to see I'd say one second of Camogie over the day um, and I don't think you got to see too much either as the two of us were the league coordinators for the day uh, but that's that's okay we had to keep it we had to keep the operation of it running um, but from the reports that I've received from the referees uh, and from the coaches everyone has seen a, a huge standard increase over the last number of years at the Blitz so that's very very heartening and I'm thrilled to have been involved in it. It was probably one of the highlights of my three-year term. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the under-15 blitz now at this stage. Well, that was going to be my next question is because that's obviously going to be upon you very, very shortly as well. Um, What is the format going to take for the under-15 blitz? Is it going to be as big as the under-14s, do you think? Or is there going to be a cap on the number of uh, teams that can be brought from the counties? No. 
we've opened it up again. If anyone has three squads, we will take three squads. I don't see the same level of participation at under 15, Martin, because there's so many people, so many counties are still competing at under 16 level. And while the tier one counties probably can't use most of their under 15 players under under, or you know, they can't have under 16 county players if they're 15 participating in development. I would see that it won't be as big. I'm aiming. I'm hoping for somewhere between 14 and 16 squads so if we get that that will be a good day's work I think we had 11 last year so we're going to aim for 5 more this year Gotta have a big smile on my face because when I was thinking of 28 more teams coming at under 15 level again um, it was a very long day on the two of us I can tell you but look it's all about participation and making sure that the girls do get a meaningful time and especially with the matches and everybody seems to really enjoy it I suppose the other thing when you're talking about development Linda um, you're probably taking on a lot of the development work yourself because of the fact that the development officer's role is still currently vacant at the minute but there's a lot of work being done at Leinster level in terms terms of development because I think it's it's clear to see when it comes to the end of the year that the money that's taken in the majority of it is actually put back into development within the counties and that's in the form of grants and I think there's 11 teams participate or 11 counties within Leinster that actually participate in competition etc and all 11 counties actually did manage to get some grant money if I'm not mistaken is that correct? Yes, that's correct, Martin. There's five thousand euro on a set aside a budget per county, so that's fifty five thousand has been set aside in the budget for development funding. Each of those counties, eleven counties, have got an upfront payment um, for back in I think it was maybe end of March, beginning of April, to go towards their development costs. And this year we had a kind of a new um, application process where we did um, provide some funding towards development squads and I think that was very welcomed by the counties because there is a huge cost involved in running development squads. I know what we gave was just a drop in the ocean but it was something towards development. And I do think as the Leinster Council and I'm proud to say that we certainly are, I would feel, one of the leaders in, in terms of development. We have had the Leinster Coaching Academy we've had the come on to Leinster we now I believe through Sabrina Larkin the growth and participation officer is now rolling out a Camogie for Teens programme and I do believe there's one of those starting in Kilkenny one in Leash one in Westmead and one in Wicklow in the very near future during the month of July and I think also, it's the 26th um, actually is coming to Kilkenny yeah and I think that's a great that's a great course uh, something that I think we should be promoting more um, there's many aspects of the game in game involved in it uh, possibly a coaching course referee touching on uh, the much talked about um, menstrual cycle and the hormonal um, imbalances etc where we need to be providing some support in that relation to strength and conditioning and I'm delighted to say that Breach Nolan uh, uh, Carlo and the Michael Camogie player will be involved in that and she has been the lead physio with the Carlo Senior Hurlers for the last year and has brought them to the John McDonough and Michael Fenley a former Kilkenny Hurler and Ballyhale Hurler uh, is also involved in that programme Michael is somebody when I took on my role as Leinster Chairperson and as Chairperson in Carlo I did engage in some of these leadership workshops and I found them to be most useful so to have people of that calibre involved in delivering the Camogie for Teams this year is excellent and I suppose then the next thing in terms of development um, would be 
Coyle is not possibly development, but it is. We, we put it under the development flag, the book follow, which will take place on Mount Leinster on the 8th of July. So it's busy, busy, and uh, I have to say and commend yourself and the other members of the Leinster Executive who have supported me in the role while we, while we have no development officer. It is disappointing that we weren't able to fill that role. I think the expectations on volunteers now is huge, but I do think we have managed to fulfil the role of development in the province uh, quite well this year, and we'd, I would sincerely hope that somebody would come forward to fill the very important role next year. Yeah well it certainly is an important role, a busy one but it certainly is uh, rewarding and fulfilling as well to see all of the development work that goes on within the counties um, and the province as a whole as well to see what actually comes out of it. I suppose before I let you go and I know you have to be nearly neutral in most of these things but you are a Carlow woman and a leopard cannot change its spots no matter how much they try it Linda. Um, you obviously have a big game coming up against Wexford at the weekend with the intermediates where a win will see the girls go through to the knockout stages and I think it would be for the first time if I'm not mistaken in Carlo's history to get to the quarterfinals of the Intermediate Championship so a big day for the, the girls and the management coming up this Saturday Yeah, huge day Martin um, Unfortunately uh, I have committed to uh, coordinating regional fela in Carlo Town which we were delighted to have in Carlo so I won't be able to make that match but it is a huge day for the management and for the players and I, I really, really I know we had a blip against Derry. There's no question or doubt about it. Um we all admitted to that. I think Chap would admit to that, some of the players would admit to that. I think it's very much within their remit to have a result against Wexford. Um I sincerely hope it goes well. Um Look, we've played Wexford in that particular Wexford squad in challenge matches over the course of the year and there hasn't been much between either side. Um, I think it would be very important for Carlo Camogie that we at least retain our intermediate status and if we got to an All-Ireland quarter-final after the turbulent last two seasons, I think it would be some achievement for this particular group of players and for the management Um and I think it's well within their reach and it's something that hasn't been done before in the county. So I think, you know, it would be good for everybody. I would much rather see them in a, in a quarter-final with all due respects to Wexford. Have to be neutral here, as you said, Martin. But I think they are better than being in a relegation situation. So I think quarter-final um, would be fantastic and I know that no stone has been left unturned by over the last two weeks after that. Mishap or blip on the road um, against Derry. Yeah, and we're going to actually be talking to Chap Clear very soon as well. Linda Kenny, Leinster Chairperson, many thanks for joining us on Come On Kind this evening. Uh, well done on all the work that yourself and the rest of the Provincial Council does in the work in terms of development, etc. Um, it really is coming to fruition. Um, and all the work that you do is certainly uh, goes unnoticed. And I suppose you always thanks everybody, um, but you never get the thanks yourself. So from all of us for giving us your time and always been there as well um, we thank you and for all the work that you do as well for promoting Camogie within Leinster and indeed within Carlo as well so well done on that and we will chat to you again in the future No thanks Martin I just want to acknowledge um, the huge work that the executive put in yourself included Sheila Barney Liz 
Brendan on over the day and Martina and Ivor and Patsy who, who weren't available on the day um, but also to acknowledge the volunteers from across the country and across the province that came to help us and are always there to support me no matter when I pick up the phone to anybody they're never refuse me so I just want to say thanks for that and to all the development officers and in the counties and particularly a shout out to Tommy Farrell uh, in Kilkenny and Noel Lillis who have been exemplary in their support of me over the last year so thanks a million to everybody well, talk to you soon Martin well said and no doubt he'll probably be listening as well with a big smile on his face now when he comes to the next meeting as well so Linda Kenny Leinster Chairperson thanks a million for that enjoy the rest of your evening and enjoy the fail at the weekend as well Thanks, Martin. Thanks very much. Good one. That was Linda Kenny there joining us on the phone line. Of course, Linda is hugely involved in Camogie within Leinster and indeed at national level as well. And as she said, uh, a blitz or a blip, I should say, in the game with Carlo and Derry. That was uh, on a last weekend. Was it last weekend? The weekend before? The weekend before? I think it was. But for the time being, Anya, uh, I have dialed very, very quickly and I am delighted to to say that I do have indeed chap clear on the phone line and if I push this button hopefully it's going to work for me How are you Martin? How are you? Ah sure we are great we are nice and dry hopefully you didn't get uh, too wet today wherever you were uh, earlier on in that big deluge that thunderstorm that we had here in Kilkenny so uh, apart from that it's all good but sure, I suppose the farmers are looking for a little bit of water anyway so it uh, won't do many harm what might do a little bit of harm is it might actually soften out the ground a small little bit because it has been rock hard in the last couple of weeks and we weren't talking to you the last day about I suppose the dairy results um we suppose we'll start with that first of all. Uh, difficult day at the office, I suppose, as a fellow could say. Yeah, very disappointing uh, result, Martin. Um, and I suppose a very disappointing performance as well. Um, and it just goes to show you, if you, you know, if you, if you, if you don't perform to your maximum, um, you'll be not only punished, but you'll be severely punished uh, at this level. And um, we didn't perform uh, against Derry near to what we were capable of. Uh, and on top of that, Derry came and were really, really strong as well. So uh, a combination of both of those things uh, meant that we were comprehensively beaten, I suppose, uh, to put it mildly. Um, and I suppose, look, that, that that's a setback and it's something we've we've had to take stock of. And uh, I suppose the good thing about sport and about life is, you know, you get a chance to, um, to I suppose, undo uh, some things that didn't go your way or whatever. So we've a, a big game coming up on Saturday and um, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be an all-merciful challenge. Um, but we need to show uh, resilience and character after after that defeat because what happened against Derry wasn't a true reflection of us as a squad um, you know and, and we need to rectify that uh, and what better way than, uh, than than next Saturday against Wexford in the last round of the qualifiers I suppose to be fair to Derry I mean they are technically a senior team and have been for a number of years apart from when they decided that they were going to go down into the intermediate grade and found it hard to get back up again so they certainly over the last number of years would have had aspirations of getting to the intermediate all-earn final and getting back up to senior it probably hasn't happened for them as quickly as possible so we knew going to that game and you probably did as well that Derry are probably one of the favourites for the competition currently and it was going to be a tough day but as you said this is going to build character with these girls and it'll certainly do them all the best going in to that most win game against Wexford now at the weekend coming 
Yeah, and I suppose um, whilst we were very disappointed Saturday a week ago, uh, I suppose we did get a little tip because obviously beaten by the manner in which we were beaten and the, and the points average. Um, you know, we needed Wexford to get a result against Antrim uh, at the weekend, which they did, and Wexford beat Antrim by three points on Saturday. So uh, all of a sudden we have a serious pep in our steps now again because we know if we go down, if we beat Antrim, um, we're more like, or if we beat Wexford in Wexford uh, next Saturday, uh, we're going to be going into an honour quarter final. Um, but we also know if we don't beat Wexford, we're going into a relegation semi final. So it really is, uh, the prize is massive. Um, on one side and it's devastating on the other side so it's, um, it's it's everything to play for and it's I suppose look you could call it our, our other and final really is on, some, on Saturday against Wexford and uh, winner takes all you know I suppose that's two different contrasting emotions that's there right away one hand you have a knockout game coming the other hand you're staring down the barrel of possibly going back down to the junior which Carlo came out of in 2016 after that brilliant win in Crow Park and I mean disrespectfully it's probably somewhere you don't want to be heading back down either that you want to be staying put and staying in the intermediate grade and qualifying for the knockout stages so how do you tend that balance when you're trying to get the girls G'd up for the weekend because in one hand I suppose you don't want to be putting too much pressure on but on the other hand you want to be putting a small bit of pressure on if you know what I mean to make sure that you're getting the result of the weekend Absolutely. I mean, all, all we can control are, I suppose, is our own preparation and our own performance on the day. And that's what we're really going to try and do is, is to get a really good performance. The result will take care of itself. Uh, but it's obvious based on the results that Wexford, Antrim and ourselves are, are, are pretty similar in terms of the level we're at. I mean, Derry comprehensively beat Wexford as well. Um, and maybe you know they more than likely will do the same tantrum this weekend too. So um, you know, Antrim extra cells were always pretty similar in terms of where we're at. Uh, so we know it's going to be a fifty-fifty battle. Um, there's going to be a massive crowd down in Wexford because it's a double header with the seniors playing Tipperary. I think afterwards at four o'clock we're on at two o'clock. Um, so yeah, there is pressure, but you want pressure this time of the year, Martin. You you, you want those tests, and um, especially for us after a really disappointing performance the last time. You know, our character has been questioned now, and uh, I suppose we need to show what we're made of. Um, and for First thing is to get a really good performance and then the result will take care of itself after that. I suppose on the other hand you do travel well as well which is notable in your results I mean you went to Antrim you got the draw in Antrim you know you played Armagh away in Darver above and Louth in the, the league final and came away with victory there so you're certainly well travelled on the road it doesn't phase you too much and if truth be told your results are probably better away from home maybe than they are maybe the, the pressure of being at home which could happen to Wexford as well might help in your benefit as or uh, in your favour I should say at the weekend yeah it's a fair point I mean I mean, sometimes playing at home you have that added pressure of, of really trying too hard on occasions you know um, and, and as a result getting a little bit anxious and a little bit over uh, over enthusiastic and, and not performing to your to your ability and I suppose the really thing I want from the players and I know the players want from themselves this weekend is we really want to put out a performance because you know two weeks ago wasn't a fair reflection uh, against Derry as to where we feel we're at and we let ourselves down and I suppose look we have an opportunity to rectify that on Saturday so we really want a big performance first and foremost months uh, and I've no doubt if we play to our potential um, you know we'll be there thereabouts come the very end but we really want the performance Martin uh, and if we've got the results you know the, the prize at stake here for Carlo Camogie is to do something that's never been done before in the history of Camogie and Carlo to get to another quarter final intermediate that has never happened so there's a massive you know the, the stakes are very high in terms of, of the achievements and the scale of what that would be uh, for Carlo Camogie um, and we're just really focused on that we're really excited about that we're really looking forward to it so uh, there's a little bit of a pep in our step now after the weekend results um, we were down for a week but uh, look you know it's like anything there's an old Chinese proverb knock down seven times back up eight you know what I mean so we had our knock uh, and I suppose 
the, the question now is how are we going to respond to that and that's the question as a squad we're going to have to face on Saturday and um, we'll know Saturday evening where, where we're fixed you know Carlo people are always great to support as we've seen over the last number of weeks with the hurlers and the footballers especially over the weekend as well both of them their inter-county seasons are now finished we turn our attention to the Camogie women it would be nice to get some of those supporters to be able to go and travel the girls and give that flair and that colour and the support that they're after giving the lads over the last while because it's certainly helped them all throughout the championship and it would be great to get a few of those supporters uh, behind G as well and to get uh, the support down to Wexford and not only Wexford but hopefully the knockout stages as well later on in the championship it would be a great help to you and the girls oh, it would be massive you know I mean we're going into the lines then on Saturday Martin you know like there's no neutral venue here we're going to Belfield we're going to Enniscorty we're in the, the you know the, the home of Hurling and Wexford uh, and we need to go down there away from home so let me, you know any support we can get is is massively appreciated but look the game is played in between the four lines and um, we just have to really focus on getting a really strong performance uh, being clinical and ruthless uh, when we get our chance and working really really hard uh, when we don't have position when we don't have the ball and you know our, our, our work rate needs to be uh, top level to be competitive on Saturday um, but obviously all the support we can get from the Carlo uh, public would be greatly appreciated and you know especially if there's five minutes to go and we're under a bit of pressure and there's a big crowd coming in from Wexford to get ready for the seniors you know, it would be lovely to to have that little bit of support from Carol to cheer you on uh, to give me hopefully that little bit of extra one or two percent that we might need to get over the line. Yeah, it certainly would be great, all right, to have that support. Chap Clear, thanks a million for joining me. Uh, I know you're busy and you have training uh, later on there, so we won't keep you too long. We'll let you get back to that. But as always, thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Kind this evening. Thanks a million, Martin. Thank you. Great to have Chap Clear on the phone line there. God, I can't hear myself think here now at the minute. I need to turn myself up a small little bit. Anya, uh, we're going to start with the intermediate roundup because there is games on this weekend. Uh, Kilkenny are not going to be involved in it. There was one game on last weekend last Saturday and that am I right in saying that one game yes it was one game it was Wexford and Antrim cracker of a match 3-11 to 1-14 which means that was a draw if I'm not mistaken Uh, which leaves Carlo in the spot that a win against Wexford at the weekend will send them through to the quarterfinals yeah be brilliant um, to be a question great. though did you see the result coming from Wexford and Antrim being a draw don't think you did no no I picked neither did I um, Wexford Antrim Wexford who did I pick did I pick did I go for did I, I go for Antrim you, I think you went for Antrim yeah I think I went for Antrim it's a big it's a massive massive result for Wexford like in my opinion I think like obviously you know the confidence is high in Wexford at the moment you know with the I suppose the draw that they got, got against Kilkenny in the senior championship um, you know and that is you know it's, it's a good result for Wexford there as well but I suppose you know all eyes are on Carlo now to see if they can you know qualify and you know it really is all in their hands pull that in a small fraction more to you like a good woman all right now? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's better. Right, um, let's stick with the intermediate game or intermediate championships then and we're going to stick with Group 1 because there's one game down for decision. This is the group that uh, Kilkenny is in. They are finished all of their group games. It is the meeting of Dublin and Galway and really, I suppose, when you're looking at it, this is a relegation six-pointer um, mm-hmm. to see who's going to go into relegation semi-finals. Maybe both of them currently could be, but uh, who do you see coming away with the win in 
this one? Do you know what? I think like, you know, Dublin have had a very much a, a tough Leinster campaign and probably a tough enough um, All-Ireland campaign so far as that, you know, Kilkenny beat them quite comprehensively in the in the first round. Um, and then what is this one trying to do to me here? <laughs> this one tried to beat this one I don't know what she's trying to do here to me this, I this is like musical chairs or chess now or something are you alright now? Yeah, we're fine now I suppose yeah okay so to go back to that um, Kilkenny obviously beating Dublin in the opening round of the All-Ireland Championship quite comprehensively you know they only scored 1-4 and I suppose like you know they were probably after coming off a very difficult Leinster campaign as well um, and you know then to have to go to Cork and you know Cork really kind of giving them another another big beating as well to 11 to 5 points Galway, I suppose, getting their camp- campaign underway, um, a home visit for them, you know, Kilkenny coming up to them. And I think, you know, a lot of people, yes, OK, Kilkenny still beat them. But I think Galway, you know, for their first round game, they have, you know, they can kind of see everything that's in front of them. They know what they have to do, whereas it was kind of the unknown, the unknown for any of the other teams. I really feel like Galway will come out with a victory in this. Like, I do think Dublin are just, they're just not at the races as much in the intermediate championship as, you know, some of the other teams. OK, well, let's move to Group 2 then. And obviously, as we said, there is big matches on this weekend coming. One of them is Antrim and Derry and that's going ahead in uh, Cushion now is that supposed to be Cushion Doll uh, or because it has Cushion Dunn um, on it but I'm, I, I'd say that should be Cushion Doll um, that's on that now when we look at the table Derry is top on six points so victory for Derry mm-hmm. uh, will definitely guarantee them probably top spot they're probably true I would imagine already to the knockout stages which is the quarter final at a minimum so uh, this result could have a great bearing for Carlo because if Derry beats Antrim mm-hmm. which they have been beating everyone around them at the minute yeah. and Carlo definitely beat Wexford mm-hmm. it will be Derry and Wex or Derry and Carlo. Carlo that'll go through to the quarterfinal well you know what I mean yeah. either way it'll be a knockout Derry or Car- Carlo will go to the quarterfinals Derry will go either to the semi-final or the uh, quarterfinal depending on who comes out of the hat yeah like I suppose when you look at it it is a tough task really for Antrim you know I suppose they had a draw the first day against Carlo um, you know Derry then giving him a, you know <laughs> you know Derry then giving Carlo a big beating then the next day and I suppose the draw match with Wexford they probably seen that as maybe a chance to get you know a full three pointer on the board but it's a tough one for Antrim going into the last game knowing that you really do need a big result and the way Derry are just on form at the moment like some of the scores that they're pushing up are absolutely colossal like 217 in the first game 615 in the second game you would have to be looking at it a comprehensive Derry victory there and you know I suppose that'll bode very well for then Carlo hopefully if Carlo can get a victory over Wexford then in, in that final final round game to Well that's my next question because obviously um, as Chap alluded to earlier on it is part of a double header but Wexford uh, do host Carlo in Belfield on Saturday at 2pm can Carlo make history for themselves and qualify for their very first ever quarter final in an intermediate championship Do you know what I think so okay yes you know Linda spoke about it Chap spoke about about it, it was a blip they had against Derry, and I suppose every team is going to have their have their game where they're just not going to be performing well. And you know why not? It's you know it's better that they get it out of the way against the likes of a Derry team who are extremely strong. And then when it comes down to the crunch, like I think this is where Carlo can really prevail. I think when you know their back is up against the wall, I think that they really come out and they they really show a unity together. And I think that they will. I I think Carlo can come out with a good victory here against Wexford. Okay, let's move along to Group Three then, and. This 
this is the last two games then in it the first one is Westmeath versus Meath the two neighbouring counties this is going to take place in Raharney it has a 5 o'clock throw in and if I come back up here just to take a look at the table at the minute with group 3 Meath are currently on top with 6 points from 2 games played and Westmeath are in 2nd place on 4 points so I suppose when you look at it a draw will do either of the two of them to qualify both of them for the knockout stages but are they going to settle for a draw or can one of the teams win it? Like you'd have to fancy me than this you really would like but and you know like if Westmead win like they're going to go top of the group there which will be which would be a huge one which would mean Kerry like would be you know in, in serious struggle I suppose like you, we were kind of talking about Kerry a lot this year as well um, but you would have to I think I think me they're going to be going they're going to want to top that group get out of it whatever means be it to a semi-final or a quarter-final they want to make sure that they're guaranteed that spot I don't think they're going to hang around for a draw I think certainly you're going to be looking at me coming out of a victory there Okay, the last game then in Group 3 is going to be Kerry versus Leash. Now, Kerry currently have one point at the minute, so there is permutations to come with this because mm. if Kerry beat Leash yep. by three points, it'll put them on four points each. Yeah. Westmead beat Kerry, didn't they? If I'm not mistaken, in the group stages of it, let me go back here now just to let me make sure. One eleven to eight draw. That was a draw. Okay, yeah, so that's where they got their point each. Right. This then becomes very permutatious yeah, because this is a big game for Kerry. It is. If Kerry can get the win and Westmead lose, yeah, it's going to go to score difference. It is going to go to score difference, and currently there is. 13 and 10 23 points of a difference between Kerry and Westmeath to see who potentially could qualify that is is if Kerry win and Westmeath lose Kerry would have to beat Leash by a certain amount and taken off the score then from whatever meat beats mm. West Meat by and if the tube combined is greater than 23 points Kerry will go through it's a massive game for Kerry it really is and I suppose when you kind of look at the they went, you kind of look at the previous fixture there of Westmead and and Mead that Westmead are certainly going to have that in the back of their mind as well and you know Westmead have the home advantage against Mead there too like Kerry huge game they have to go to Leash as well isn't they have to yeah they're yeah, travelling to Rattowney yeah. you know I, I can't see Leash beating Kerry but will Kerry be able to get the score difference to make sure that they qualify you know they have to do their job first they yeah. have to win they have to win but they have to depend on Meath then to do them a favour as well so we'll mm. say for argument's sake if Kerry beats Leash by six points mm. Meath are going to have to beat Westmeath by 17 points or more for Kerry to go through yeah it's a it's a, ta- it's a tall it's a, task yeah it is a tall task but listen I suppose you're right they just have to go up there and get the job the job done and just hope that everything else kind of falls into place for them it's going to be a very interesting last round of fixtures um, in group three I suppose this weekend for the for particularly two teams really for Westmead and for uh, Kerry to see which one of them goes through I can't see you know, I, th- I think Mead will go through but um, very very 
interesting and great to see that's coming down to the last game as well yeah, that's, where, that's it, what you want that's you don't you want. want to see a dead rubber yeah. the last round of the last round of the campaign so great to see but I would be fancying Kerry definitely to come out with a victory Right moving along then to we go back we'll jump one step ahead to the senior championship games and we're going to start with group one and there was two games down for decision in group one in the senior last weekend the first of them was the meeting of Cork and Down that took place in Parky Creef mm-hmm. and Cork came away with a victory 319 to 110 a small little bit predictable I think on that one yeah it certainly was but I think you know by all means Down certainly got off to you know a really good start and you know I suppose when the goal went into the back of the net for them they, they went ahead in the game but then I think that's where Cork really rallied um, I seen a clip online um, of a goal that Amy O'Connor got you know she went from 35-40 yards in and nobody went to her nobody stopped her and she just buried it into the back of the net and you know I suppose that's really kind of you know what set, set uh, Cork alight there but definitely it's no big shock um, Cork are certainly you know making amends for their defeat I suppose in the first round against against Galway and you would have to be looking at Cork and Galway coming out of that group The second game then was Clare and Galway and as close as this was there was only a goal in it mm. but if you look at the results on the page Clare is after scoring 136 points against Galway which definitely didn't happen uh, that's definitely a mistake on that one it did end up 113 to 13 points in favour of Galway mm. I have to say and no disrespect to Clare yeah. um, I'm probably a little bit surprised by the short margin in this one now we know Clare are good at home yeah. we did stress that last week yeah. but I did think that Galway was really going to pull away on that one but they didn't no they didn't um you know I agree with you on this I think it's you know we always expected Galway to come out with a victory in it I definitely thought there'd be more in it it just goes to show that Galway are probably just nicely plodding along there you know I suppose they had a big game against Cork in the first round and that's where they knew that they probably had to come out all guns blazing that's where they had to put in a big mass performance was there a few um, personal changes we don't know Um, but certainly yeah I'd say Clare would be very disappointed knowing that it was in Clare's backyard as we said they are very hard to beat at home and um, you know Galway you know lucky again they got away with a victory Well it looks like that Galway have one foot in the uh, knockout stages of that there is two games down for this weekend and the first of them is Clare and Cork and this is going to be a humdinger of a match it is in Cusick Park in Ennis again Clare I will repeat myself are tough at home Mm. and basically the winner of this game goes through gets through into the knockout stages of the All-Ireland Championship what more motivation does Clare need to go and beat Cork in their own backyard at home in Cusick Park in Ennis and get into the quarterfinal of the All-Ireland Championship yeah it's 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 a huge huge game for Cork or for for Clare well it's a huge game for both teams but I suppose like you have to be fair I think Clare are going to be certainly coming into this game as the underdogs um, again they're probably very lucky that they have that game in Cusack Park as well because that's going to obviously bring a massive amount of momentum to Clare but I just think you know Cork getting you know a really good victory against down the previous round out they know that they know what it's like when the pressure is put on them they have probably that little bit more experience when the pressure comes on them as well and I think that's what's going to get them over the line but it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game Hey, well, they're all going to be good games I think this weekend moving along to group 2 which is obviously the one that we are 
interested in as well because Kilkenny are in it and this has some amount of potentials what could be and what not's in it because the two games the weekend starting with Wexford and Tipperary this game is part of the double header it is the second one to take part in Belfield it has a four o'clock draw and Wexford are at home Tipperary are coming to town and currently Tipperary are sitting top of the table but and I do stress but after the draw against Kilkenny do you give Wexford a chance against Tipperary this weekend? Massive game for Wexford can they really capitalise on the performance that they gave the last day this is going to really kind of showcase them and you know see was it just a blip that Kilkenny had or you know are Wexford you know at at a defining moment in the championship where they can really push on you know Tipperary obviously having a really good victory the first round out against Dublin I think Tipperary are trying to put an awful lot of men's into I suppose the championship campaign that they had last year and you know they've certainly appeared to be a lot stronger this year um as much as I think you know the tide is with Wexford I do think Tipperary are going to come out with a victory in this and I think then it's going to come down to a real battle in Nolan Park Oh it certainly is because it all depends obviously then on the result at the weekend and you can't take anything for granted anymore in these games Dublin and Kilkenny in Parnell Park at 2 o'clock at the weekend can Kilkenny bounce back from their I suppose disappointing draw against uh, Wexford because Dublin put it up to Wake or Kilkenny the last day in the uh, the Leinster final they in s- Nolan Park. Yeah, they frustrated him. Yeah, can they do it again? Do you know what Dublin had an excellent Leinster campaign? They really, you know, only for that Julian Malone goal in the Leinster final there, Dublin were literally moments away from probably pushing you know into extra time or even getting that victory if they really wanted to. Um, I suppose for Kilkenny, listen, let's be let's be realistic about it. They're very, very hurt, I think, from that draw that they would have got against Wexford. Um, they certainly didn't expect to get a draw. They would have expected to get a, get a win. I think everybody else would have expected to get, a, to get a win. There is a little bit of pressure on Kilkenny, I do feel, this weekend, but I think these girls are ready for that. Um, I think they know that they have to up their game. I think they know exactly what Dublin are going to bring to them, considering what way they were in the Leinster campaign and I think probably the way that Dublin played against them in the Leinster Championship they, Kilkenny are now more aware that they are more of a threat than anything and I suppose if Kilkenny don't get a victory this weekend you know that's going to be they're going to be in serious bother but I do I do expect Kilkenny to really come come out all guns blazing I think they're going to be ferocious in the way that they're tackling I think that they're going to be wanting to prove um, a lot of their critics wrong this weekend And before I go on to Group 3 just to announce that the final round of games are going to take place on the following Saturday in Group 1 it uh, is actually that's this weekend in Group 1 both of those games are starting at 3 o'clock in our group in Group 2 the 20 sorry um, actually we previewed Clare and Cork but that's actually not taking place until the 1st of July which is the following uh, week so that is Clare and Cork at 3 o'clock the 1st of July and Down and Galway um, the 1st of July as well that's actually in Park Esler in uh, New 
Newry on that one but the games this weekend is Kilkenny and Dublin 2 o'clock throwing um, with Wexford and Tipperary with a 4 o'clock throwing the important ones then is the, the nail down one I suppose to find out who does qualify eventually for the knockout stages Kilkenny and Tipperary that's on in UPMC Nolan Park at 6 o'clock uh, on the first while Dublin take on Wexford also at 6 o'clock the qualifying draw will be done in UPMC Nolan Park via live stream on that day as well so we will discover who is going to be in the pot and who is going to be taking part in the game there was one game in group 3 um, and that was the meeting of Limerick and Waterford in Capamore at the weekend and Waterford coming away with probably what was a suspected uh, victory yeah. in that one <coughs> 219 to 11 points and I believe Beck Carton was on fire if I'm not mistaken it was actually 112 she scored out of the 219 for Waterford and I think it's 496 in total so far in the championship that she scored to date wow. I think I've seen it posted up on Waterford Camogie earlier on so uh, yeah expected victory for Waterford in that one which actually means that Waterford and Antrim are now through into the knockout stages whatever happens the two of them though will play each other on the 1st of July and I know we previewed the other ones already but we're not going to actually do Waterford and Antrim and Offaly and Limerick because we're going to preview that next weekend to give us something to do because obviously next weekend will tell a lot as well yep. about relegation problems and who potentially could be in relegation trouble um, so we were going to keep an eye on that in the Premier Junior there was no game in Group 1 but there is one game in Group 1 this weekend and it is the meeting of Cavan and Tipperary and that game is actually taking place in Kingspan Brefney Park which is actually great to see games going ahead in the county grounds there is two games on this weekend in Group 2 one of them is the meeting between Offaly and Armagh and the other is Mayo and Limerick Offaly and Armagh is in Bor at 5 o'clock Mayo and Limerick is in Turin at 5 o'clock while we move along to group 3 and Roscommon will host Clare in Ballyforn at 5 o'clock while Tyrone and Louth is actually taking place in Healy Park in Oma one of the venues I have actually not been in is uh, Healy Park in Oma and it would be nice to actually go there someday which means on the tables in the Premier Junior currently it is in Group 1 Cavan and Tipperary at the top there with 3 points each in Group 2 Armagh are top of the table there with 2 victories out of 2 Limerick are coming close second with 3 points there as well while in Group 3 it's so tight because Clare and Roscommon they've qualified whatever happens already out of that group so um, it's going to be interesting there to see who can qualify for the Premier Junior uh, Championship because it's all heating up and as we say the dates have been announced so the quarterfinals are going to take place in the senior as I'm assuming and this is only assumptions part of a double header with the, uh, the All-Ireland Senior Hurling semi-finals because they're going ahead on the 8th and the 9th mm of July in Crow Park so that is great to see now I need to get up uh, my phone here because all of the dates was on it um, do 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 the I actually meant to print these out earlier on but yeah the 8th and the ninth for the it's we, for the we senior busy. the 8th for the quarter finals for the intermediate can um, you see it anywhere now because I I know it was there somewhere um I can't see it right it definitely is the 8th and the 9th for yeah, the seniors for the senior. um, and they're the going ahead the in Crow Park yeah. one is on the 8th one is on the 9th I mm-hmm. think the 8th is on at 
130 if I'm not mistaken and the senior is um, it is actually online it is you're dead right so the where half are we one gone? and half three yes there we go so the one on the Saturday is at half past three and the one on the Sunday is at half past one mm-hmm. uh, the relegation semi-final is also going to be taking place on the 8th uh, relegation finals are down for the 15th um, and the two semi-finals have been confirmed for UPMC Nolan Park at half three and half five on the 22nd of July and the under 16 All Ireland finals are actually coming to UPMC Nolan Park the week after on the 29th of July so a busy weekend ahead uh, or busy month I should say Mm -hmm. ahead for ourselves there but one that we're really going to be looking forward to Um, Pogfada finals was on last Tuesday we all had a fantastic day out in Gordon oh my god the sunshine the heat it was beautiful Um, but congratulations to all of our uh, participants because the Camogie had a huge contingent out there that day and Rachel Dowlin won the senior puck fodder final yeah. from Dixborough. So well done to Rachel. And our own Paula Dowling's niece won the under 16, which yeah. is Michelle Killeen. So well done to Michelle on victory there. And they will represent Kilkenny at the Pogfather Leinster finals, which take place on the 8th of July as well, up on Mount Leinster. So... Yeah, busy brilliant. times ahead yeah brilliant really good and congratulations to both girls um, you know what a huge achievement for them and you're great to see so many people taking part in it as well did you ever take part in the poke father no I did it one year in, was I it around it was for, even when you were no, playing no do you know what it was I think it was for the community was it for the community games maybe it could be there was a long is. puck and you had to pick up three slitters and hit as far as you can I remember I picked up the first two and I completely missed them <laughs> I think they didn't even go I think they dribbled past the twenty, the near 21 or something like that I remember yeah. actually they taking part at half time or something in a game and you had three sitters and you had to bait it up the field as, and you had the lads out with the flags then and they were trying to push down and then some fella come and pick up the slitter and you hadn't a clue then where yeah. it was gone and or whose litter was it yeah. going on yeah no that was as far as I ever did it but they sure. were fun times um, obviously Fela National Fela competition takes part this weekend as well as we've already heard from Linda the All-Ireland and the Provincial Fela competitions are taking place this weekend so we want to wish all of our teams the very best of luck in those failure competitions um, very important I suppose for teams it's mm-hmm. not the usual format that we used to have that you go and you stay in people's houses and you made the whole weekend of it etc and I want to ask you the question as well did you ever get a chance to participate in Fela? No ah, Jesus. <laughs> did, you, did you do anything at all? Either? No 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 not at all that wasn't very successful I hear we need to get somebody in here like that's able to participate and tell I, me I all think about so this <laughs> definitely Some, if anyone is if anyone is listening out there that actually did participate in the fail would you kindly get in contact with us yeah, like you, you know please. she won an all Ireland medal she had yeah, to win everything same, it saves my embarrassment when I'm asked all these questions have you ever done this no have you ever done this no what she'll be next up now is for her to referee the all Ireland final above in Crow Park whether it's junior or intermediate or whatever that's the next step definitely Not a hope in yeah. hell no yeah we'll, we'll get it Miss Evan it'll go do one prayer for you <laughs> feel like the blind leading the blind <laughs> no thanks yeah. we're alright we have Hawkeye yeah exactly <laughs> too right oh, need it I need it um, yeah. right anything else to discuss 
It's been a quiet weekend, hasn't it? It has. Now, there was lots of stuff that came out today, all right. Now, yeah. we're not going to no. delve too much into it because obviously the GPA made a statement from the players from the Camogie and Captain the LGFA. Yeah. yeah um, and that statement, there was then a statement brought out by the Camogie Association as well, which is on their website for anybody to see. So, um, again, we we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on and we're not going to certainly speculate yeah. um, of what's going on either. Uh, but I suppose when you look at it, uh, Cavan had issues going yeah. back in March, I think, about the county board not fulfilling uh, players' expenses, etc. Yep. You had then Kildare that came out and stated that it was disgraceful by their county board because they pulled him out of competition which they claimed the county board wasn't agreeing to a charter that was brought out at the start of the year as well so in theory Mm -hmm. there is probably counties around Ireland that are taking part at inter-county level that are probably and I do stress probably in inverted air quotes Mm -hmm. not getting the basics yeah and it's a pity do you know like I suppose if you want teams to be competing at a top level they need to be and again we're not saying that no no we're not this no. happening but I suppose for a team to compete at the top level you do, do need the basic fundamentals yeah you know to I mean this is not going back to Cheesy Brennan's time that we yeah. know that they used mm-hmm. to go in the We've early 70s etc yeah. that you turn up in the boot of the car and you got changed and if it was pouring out of the heavens like Linda said about the players last Saturday you're drowned in rats yeah. you take off the clothes off you on the middle of the pitch side and you throw them into a plastic bag or whatever and you get in the car and you go home like yep. them days are gone you mm-hmm. know basic necessities are needed for inter-county players and while we can understand that it's not always possible because there's very few camogie grounds around that yep, actually own their true. own grounds mm-hmm. they're all reliant on GA mm-hmm. um, to provide facilities and the whole lot for them the people just need to sit down around the table and sort and sort all the communication is mm-hmm. dead right yeah communication is key I think I think everyone needs to just sit down and have a, a good long hard conversation about it and I suppose like we need to protect the player and have player welfare in mind as well and just remember that you know okay I, I know it's it's not a professional sport but these girl, these athletes train and perform um, at a very high standard just as good as professional athletes so I suppose like it's really just keeping that in mind and, and you know looking 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 after the players that we have. Now, while we can't comment on Camogie mm-hmm. because of different reasons, etc., there's nothing precluding us from commenting on GAA and LGFA matters. Um, if you read the statement by the the GPA and the players, it looks like that the Camogie Association were the only ones that actually engaged in contact with the, play, uh, the GPA and the players' body to see what the story is. And from what I can gather from the statement that was brought out by the Camogie Association earlier on today, um, that there was actually a presentation uh, report done to Ord Corla at the invitation of the Camogie Association, which I believe actually took place last week, but that there was more detailed uh, information that was requested to see where priority areas can be addressed and now I'm paraphrasing this by the way of what's on the Camogie Association um, uh, press statement that was released out earlier on so it is available there I'm not reading the whole thing I'm just paraphrasing that's in it but obviously they go down to say then that inter-county Camogie players are eligible for team support up to uh, an amount that's there per year which I think is about 14,000 that's for county boards which does include uh, physical um, 
performance supports, facilities, nutrition, gear, etc. And then there's obviously annual expenses funding that comes down the amount of 1.6 million, which is available to inter-county players. That comes from the government themselves. Um, and the total funding for inter-county government support schemes in 2023 is amounting to 5.641 million. Um, and as part of the ongoing integration progress, a player charter for both male and female codes will be agreed upon in due course. What do you make of the statement in the GPA's part of it that the GAA didn't want to hear about it at all at all, but the LGFA didn't even consider getting back to them because they wanted to wait until the integration process took place. So can I ask you as a former player that mm-hmm. if you read this, and now this, does, uh, this has nothing to do with Kikenny, this is yep. only speculation on our behalf and as we said, it is only speculation. Okay. So if you're a player mm-hmm. and you're within a county that you're not getting basic rights as in there's no hot food, uh, etc. after training yeah. sessions or you're going to long uh, places, there's no changing facilities, you haven't got shower facilities, etc. Yep. And you're then told, well, no, you have to wait until the integration process takes place until we even go and look at a charter like how would you react to that as a player okay so my personal opinion on it I would be very put out over it Um, I think I'm trying to word this right now because I don't want it to come across that I'm saying something um I suppose like I would be very you would be very put out for it as a player and I suppose like you'd be kind of thinking that you know is maybe are you maybe being fobbed off a bit, you know, just to kind of, you know, you know, keep it kind of brushed under for the moment? Um, It feels like that... I don't know. Is it feels it, like you're being used. Yeah, like it, it's a very hard, it's very hard to kind of come across. I feel like when you look at, like if I'm, okay, right, if, I, if, that, if I'm in that situation and I look at another county, for example, and I see that their players have, you know, everything, or not everything, but they have the majority of things that, that's available to them. And then yeah, when you look at counties there, and they're all in nice gear yeah, and they're all like coming it, together, they have a You can feel very disheartened and, and I suppose then, then that comes along to, you know, you look at those counties and they're the ones that are performing at that top level. Like, you yeah. know, because it does, like, it, you know, it, that does benefit in an awful lot and I suppose then you're kind of wondering well but perception know, yeah, is like is. that like, you know I mean they're getting most of the stuff correct you have to act, like you have to act professional you may not be it may not be professional the, the setup, but like as long as you're acting it and you're assuming it then that can build an awful lot of confidence that can go an awful long way like you know to promoting yourself promoting the game whatever the case may be yeah well certainly we'll keep an eye on this mm-hmm. and how it's going to develop um, etc within but um, it's certainly an interesting topic when you look at counties already that has been there and as we said this is only speculation we are not saying it about any particular counties around um, and I have been chatting to a couple of managers about this already who have told me that within their county that while they may not get everything and that's obviously due to money constraints and that's like you know, that's, un- that's understandable. Correct. Like, that's understandable. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you're not going to get everything you've always no. wanted. Like, and listen, we're well aware of that. Like, and that's, you know, that's never going to be the case. But the majority of stuff yeah. with the, the managers that I have spoken to. Um, Just want the basics. Well, it's not even that they're very happy that they're getting over and beyond what the basics is there yeah. for them. Like, so mm. at least that is something. But for the players that is out there, you know, that uh, you're not getting your basic uh, essentials that you should be, etc. Well, you know, we stand in unity with you as well because you do deserve it I mean for players to go out and put in and you know this as well from being a former yeah. captain former player 
you put in so much time, effort, yeah. Yeah. you know, into playing a sport that you love, that's an amateur sport, you know, you do it because you love it, mm-hmm. um, brought up with it from yep. the time you were knee high to a grasshopper, there was a hole put into your hand yep. and you were told go out and flake something or flake a cow or, mm-hmm. you know, go out and do something and use the hole that way, but <laughs> well, that, that's what children did, like, well, you know. Jerry Fahey wouldn't be too happy now if myself and Siobhan and Grode are going around <laughs> flaking cows with hurlers, but sure. Well, I've seen it, I can tell you one well, thing. It, but uh, do you know what, it, ha- it does happen. It does. It does, um, and I have yeah. seen it happen. Um, but yeah, like it, it is that's there. Um, and as we say, Gobby, I was going to say Gobby Good Portizi. Teasy is still alive and kicking. Um, the wrong phrase to be saying there, but uh, Teasy and Mary Fitzpatrick are two of the greatest characters going. Yeah. Um, and when you look at it, like what they had back in the day of Kilkenny going training, no pitch, no facilities, no toilet, no jerseys. You know, you were yeah. nearly sharing the jerseys, etc. Um, times definitely have moved on from they there and you have. you have to keep with the times yeah. and etc but look we'll we'll keep an eye on how things that progresses along nicely but for the time being we're nearly at the end of the county, county season already we are crazy isn't it oh. like it's literally going to be over in a matter of what are we in now June I'd say like eight, six, Two months, seven weeks yeah. yeah do you know like county season is all done and dusted and then we're going hard with the um, with the club championship oh. can't wait for we can't can't wait for it yeah. yeah we have to get stuff done for that as well yeah um, um, but yeah, I know. I think that's about all it from the uh, the camogie end of things this week. I don't think I have anything um, else that we need to bring up. And herself is not poking beside me here either to say that I forgot something. Mm-hmm. Um, Change. Am I? for a change she says to me um, no yeah I think that's it um, as we say we're live the weekend yep, we, we are, are coming from Parnell Park at 2pm mm-hmm. on Saturday uh, and that is on the KCLR frequencies or in the KCLR app or you'll get it online as well the podcast don't forget is available every Tuesday wherever mm-hmm. you get your podcast from go in and take a listen and all post-match reaction is on Scoreline Extra that is there from previous weeks if you want to go and have a listen to any of the interviews that was done previously with any of the managers they are available there as well so just go and have a listen but for the time being for a very just before you go I'm going to get my plug in about oh, our the, tournament the, sorry yes 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 tournament plug. as per usual um, <laughs> we just want to say thanks to everybody who has shown so much interest in our tournament this year so we have the Chris Mark Cup and the Bill Hennessy Shield seven aside tournament which is taking place on Sunday the 2nd of July in Tullerone we have 21 teams competing which is 200 110 players descending on Tullerone for one day of action pack camogie. Um, so there won't we, be a cow milter for the day. <laughs> no, we are, and like, do you know what? We are so, so lucky, and it's so great. Like, we have like Tullerone, St. Martin's Muckley, St. Bridges Ballycallan, O'Loughlin Gales, O'Loughlin Gales, Moneygall from Tipperary, Pilltown, Thurda, Sarsfields, Young Ireland, John Locksbens Bridge, Emerald St. Anne's Bar Rangers, St. Lacton's Freshford, Ballinan, Tipperary, Tuller Ross Burke, and Buffers Alley in Wexford, Liz Downey, and Air Ogan and in Tipperary, all come. And we can't wait. We have so much, um, so much things organised for it. Um, we have loads of activities for the day. And if anybody wants to come down and have a look at it, um, help us because we're always looking for volunteers. That would be great. And hopefully the sun will be shining. So yeah, it will be great. Do you know something with the names that you're after rattling off there? It's like as if I was above in Kilmaco Croaks at the All Ireland mm. Sevens Blitz. Yeah, but you know what? Like the feedback we've got on it's they're basically saying like you know that there's not a lot of tournaments for adults teams like and I suppose like listen we're throwing everyone in 
going from junior, intermediate and senior into this into this tournament. Like there's no grading. It's literally we're going to be pulling it out of a hat. Um, but I suppose the good thing about it is there's zero county players that are still in competition. So there's no under 16 county players. There's no junior county players, intermediate or senior county players. And that does balance it up, I think, for a lot of club teams. It really, really does. Um, so do you know what? It's going to be a really good day. We can't wait for it. As I said, we have so much plans. Um, we're working really hard and tirelessly in the background to make sure it's a really good day for everybody and everyone enjoys themselves. Well, it certainly is. I nearly forgot it. Uh, there was under 14 league games that was played um, over the weekend as well. Um, so we want to wish uh, the very best of luck to the winners that was there because I think Aaron's own, if I'm not mistaken, actually won two of them. Um, help me out here now on the other ones because who did win the other ones? Isn't that terrible? I should have checked this before. Um this is terrible. I really should have checked the results, and it's only when someone I only was talking about competitions actually that I uh, that I remembered what was going on. Um, C A M O G I E. Yes, Young Ireland's won the B. I can answer that question. The B Tullaher in the uh, B final. Mullen uh, won the E final. Mullen did win the E final. Bennett's Bridge, good one. It's coming to me now. Bennett's Bridge won the C final. The D final is on Wednesday evening. Coming. The A final is on. And. Fire Rangers won the D. No, they didn't. That was the semi final. Oh. The D final is on this uh, Wednesday coming because Barrow Rangers is taking on Aaron Zone. Uh, so Young Ireland's won two of them. They won the final then, didn't they, on they Friday night? On Friday night, yeah. They did. So, again, well done to all of our under 14 winners that was there. And, yeah, so. Uh, till Saturday till Miss Evan on you'll be chatting to you live from Parnell Park we will be back here again next week discussing all things Camogie and as we say we we don't get many um, interactions with people but we would like to hear from you like or would we or would we we would of course you know bring up if there's there's any of the players out there um, that wants to do things in the strictest of confidence etc or if you're within one of the counties that you know you're you're not getting what you perceive to be your basic necessities coming um, etc we won't air what county you're from or we won't air any of the players either but we would like to hear from players that's out there as well to see are you being looked after does your county board look after you or do you feel that you're being left behind and you're not getting what you should be getting for the amount of work that you're putting into it as well you can get in contact with myself or Anya here um, and our email address is comeonkind that's C-A-M-A-N-C C-A-I-N-T at KCLR96FM.com and we will be delighted to hear from you and as we say everything will be done in the strictest of confidence and there will be nobody um, put out uh, on the podcast to say what county or what players had been in contact with us etc but we would just like to know just to do a mm-hmm. survey ourselves just to, to gauge around about the different counties etc or if you'd like to uh, come on and give an interview because your county is doing well or you have a player within your county who is playing very very well or top scorer or that you'd like to get recognition for some of the junior counties or the Nancy Murray Cup counties like the Tyrones and the Mayos and you know the Cavans etc any players that's out there that would love to come on and give an interview and plug your own county get in contact with us we'd love to be in contact with you and to be available to do that 
plug and to do the interview with ye as well but as we say from ourselves here in the KC Law Studios enjoy your week enjoy the sport over the weekend if you're going to Dublin as well make sure that you travel nice and early to support the Kilkenny girls or indeed if you are going to Belfield to cheer on Carlo the very best of luck to Kilkenny and Carlo at the weekend and until next weekend when myself and Owen you will be chatting to you it's goodbye from us here in the KC Law Studios bye bye this is come on kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Yeah.